Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 8 of Casting the Runes. I'm Catherine McLaughlin. I'm Jonathan Hatful. And I'm Sarah Dobbs. So now we've come to the end of the year, it's December. We've been thinking about the best horror films that have come out this year and in general just how many horror films have come out this year because there's been a lot and there's been celebrations in big magazines about uh, horror in general and lots of essays written. So I'm going to start with my personal top five of what's been released. Although there is one in there that I kind of want to cheat with and just mention. (gasps) Boo, no cheating. (laughs) No cheating allowed. (laughs) Okay, so just my top five are Get Out, surprisingly, uh, Prevenge, Raw, It Comes at Night, and does it count if it came out on DVD? Yes. Yeah. Or like streaming? Yeah. Well, did it have a theatrical release first? Or was it no. straight? No, no, if it came straight. out, no, no, that's fine. That counts. Uh, and Creep 2. Okay. Was that from 5 to 1 or 1 to 5? 1 to 5. So Okay, so Get Out's your number one. Okay. Yeah. That is a very interesting list, especially because I think it reflects the kind of theme of this year, which has been... But is it really a horror film, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it horror? But all of those films are horror films, obviously. Like, that is our standard <laughs> position, I know. But, like, they are. But I feel like pretty much all of them fall into that category of people being like, uh, is it really a horror film? Yeah, they've all been discussed in that way, haven't they? There's all, they've all been elevated genre or um, something along those lines. Yeah. Creek 2 is straight up genre. Oh, I haven't actually seen that yet. Have you seen the first one? Yes, I've seen the first one. Okay, so the second one will be on Netflix very shortly. Okay. <laughs> um, my my top five is... Okay, so Get Out, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, Raw, again, yeah. Uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Prevenge, and A Dark Song. Oh, lovely. Ooh, okay. Sarah? What? Wait, what? Am I just going to... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I just on. need your there. I need your... You just... Okay. It's not that controversial. Like, okay, so obviously get out, number one. Like, clearly we're all going to do that. We should have just banned it for the... Yeah, <laughs> just being like, pick something else. Um, so yeah, get out, Colossal, Happy Death Day, Jigsaw, and Wish Upon. Wonderful. I knew Wish Upon would be in there. I, I did it. as well. I knew it would be in there. I almost didn't, though, because, like, that was, so it was my fifth place, and I sort of dithered over whether it should be Wish Upon or whether it should be um, A Cure for Wellness, or Tragedy Girls would have been on there, but that doesn't actually seem to be out, so... Yeah, that was what I was going to choose sadly. as well, Tragedy Girls. Yeah, but me too. Then I was cheating. Oh. I don't, does it have UK distribution at the moment? Nope. I haven't oh, seen anything what? about it at all. No one... Somebody pick it up, please. It's so good. No one cares about it. It's really sad. Hmm. That is really sad. I hope someone picks it up. Because it's, they it's got so do, much surely. like fan love. Yeah, I don't understand. Because like, so much shit gets released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a good, um, really good... It's a good cinema one as well, actually. Yeah, I would have thought it was... I mean, I don't know. But I would have thought it was marketable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we should talk about Get Out more. Because (laughs) we were saying... So, basically, in the episode that we kind of... When it came out, we didn't want to give too much away. But I think, like, the whole world has seen it now. 
Yeah, and and it's been discussed enough that like people. Yeah, know and what it's, it's topped about. lots of polls, so and deservedly so. Yeah, I feel like all the awards talk is going to reignite the whole is it really a horror movie chat, um, which is annoying. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to get shunted out of horror into something else. Uh, I think, yeah, that thriller social genre thriller. is going to be a th- social thriller, that's it. Yeah, it's sort of, it's, I've had that weird thing where I think, you know, when you see something get talked about around award season so much that you kind of start to resent it, or you kind of start yeah. to be like, oh, that's a boring choice. And I have to keep reminding myself it's actually a really great film and it's really exciting that it's being kind of mentioned in that way. Yeah, it's actually not a boring choice at all in that it's yeah, not, not in any all, way a safe remotely. film, but like <laughs> it's so like brilliant that you're like, oh yeah, obviously you would pick that because it's just the so best. Like, oh, it just is the best. Yeah. yeah. Another newspaper poll like saying that Get Out's the best. It's like, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's so exciting that like, yeah, horror movies getting... Yeah, it's like connected with that many people and kind of yeah, it's getting yeah. that kind of respect. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya, who's in it, I reckon could be up for like best best actor. I hope so. He should be. Yeah, yeah he really should be because like his he's so versatile in that role. He goes from like make like actually crying to furious in like a blink of an eye, and it's yeah, it's brilliant. I think there's like half a dozen candidates for best supporting actor in that film as well the supporting performances are like so good that i feel like yeah any of them could could be up for that for best supporting Mm. and i don't know best score best cinematography just give it everything just give (laughs) get out all the awards and tell everyone else to go home it's just a really well thought through film and i mean i don't know how you can move away from calling it a horror when it's like clearly referencing horror films throughout well i guess the thing with this year's films in general is that it's as if horror tropes are just being used um in stories that might not otherwise seem horror-y like something like um like a ghost story it doesn't really feel like a horror film but it has a ghost in it or like personal shopper isn't really a horror film but like has those tropes so I don't know whether to be happy about that or not, because it means there's lots more horror-y stuff, but also these films aren't scary and I want to be scared. <laughs> Did you like Personal Shopper? Not really. I wanted to, okay. and then I, I didn't. I thought it sounded like so much like my kind of film, and then it just wasn't really. I love the spectre in it, though. I loved uh, like the special effects mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like genuinely scary, actually. Yeah, like, um, I genuinely found that scary. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole it's that, like the sequence with the um, delayed texts coming through, I thought was actually terrifying. It, it was one of my many sort of top five alternates. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love Personal Shopper. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I do love. Okay, so sorry, back to get out. Yeah, I do love how like everyone, how the well the sunken place is turned into a meme, and everyone knows what that means. Well, Jordan Peele said it represents how it feels to be marginalised, just to be, like, in the void mm. and disregarded. And, yeah, especially in, in the political arena at the moment. Mm. Yeah, and the, um, the the sorry babe bit with the keys as well. Yeah. <laughs> that film is so smart. I could watch it another ten times quite happily and will. Have you bought it yet? Yeah, I have. Oh, straight away. <laughs> Did you get it on Blu-ray? Uh, oh no! Wait, I'm totally lying. I didn't buy it. I got I won a copy in a in a horror movie pub quiz. 
<laughs> I was intending to buy the Blu-ray and then I won it I won, uh, won it on DVD as a prize but I still have a copy it still counts <laughs> and Caleb Landry-Jones is so good at being a piece of shit <laughs> when yes, is he not yeah. though that is just what he does isn't it he was in um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri and he wasn't a piece of shit oh he's really he's quite sensitive and in um Florida Project. Florida Project. He's, yeah. yeah, he's really like he just he's he doesn't freak out or anything, and that it's just normal. No. It's, Isn't it's he like, just oh. like moving a fridge or something? <laughs> yeah, he's just helping Willem Dafoe, yeah. and he's got a bit of history. I mean, he's, he's, he's quite nice in Byzantium, <laughs> I think. So I'm literally only thinking of Get Out and um, what's it called? Shit, what's it called? Anti- is it antiviral? Am I th- is that what I'm thinking of? Antiviral, yeah. yeah. Antiviral. He's horrible. He is like creepy crawly in Byzantium. They like drapes himself over stuff <laughs> and has a weird voice. And, yeah, true. And bleeds everywhere. Yeah, that's true. But I think he's meant to be sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, and also, it yeah, it is one of those ones that you can... You want your, like, you want to rewatch because there are so many like visual clues and Jordan Peele uses... The advertising campaign in mind is a terrible thing to waste, which if you um, know anything about advertising history or what, what it was meant to represent is actually, yeah, it's really powerful. I was really glad I went to see it again at the cinema with, a, with an audience. Um, mm. Just, yeah, kind of both seeing it for the second time and picking up on everything that was yeah. kind of laid out earlier on and also just, yeah, seeing it with like a crowd reaction was so good. Yeah, definitely. And I do love Betty Gabriel. Yes. Her, yeah, like, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes. And um, Lucky Stanfield as well is so good in that film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone's brilliant. Bradley Whitford in his Turtle Necks. It's just, yeah. My Another sort of honourable mention, I was possibly going to throw Death Note in there and Lakeith Stanfield's amazing in that as well. Yeah, he is, I think he's, he's brilliant great. in that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I had loads of honourable mentions. I had like uh, The Ghoul and Personal Shopper and It Comes at Night and Limehouse Golem I really liked. I thought that was excellent. Um, the Eyes of My Mother really got under my skin. It's just it's been really, really good year. Like There's just been so much. And none of us have uh, mentioned It, which everyone went crazy for. That's because I yeah. didn't really like it. But yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I agree. I don't think that that's going to be one that particularly stands the test of time. Um, I, I am. I do want to see like part two, but for me, like going through the year list, it was like, well, eh, it was okay, sort of thing. <laughs> um, I do think it's also worth mentioning that like twenty seven was the year the first. Well, in England, it was released the first horror anthology, XX, directed solely by women. So, yeah, that was kind of a landmark. Hell yeah. I mean, I was looking through this, just the list of horror movies that came out this year and and sort of deciding if I wanted to just be a troll with my list. Um, Because if I was was honest... Wish Upon. No, Wish Upon is not trolling. I love Wish Upon, like genuinely. Um, But, I mean, if I was trolling, then The Bye Bye Man would be on this list, so... I was half expecting The Bye Bye Man. I was like... Given how much we've talked about well, it, it's clearly stayed with all of yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was a list of, like, the f- horror films I've thought about the most this year, it would be like, get out, <laughs> bye bye man. <laughs> uh, Jigsaw, yeah. And you liked Happy Death Day as Yeah, well. I loved Happy Death Day. It was lovely. Mm. Yeah, and no, I thought that was great. I think that's probably, of, of the kind of the big, successful, sort of, like, American horror movies that have like come out and been really huge box office successes that's probably the one I enjoyed most out of 
because there's like a cluster of it and Annabelle Creation mm. and Happy Death Day. They were all kind of like horror films beating other big movies at the box office. Yeah. I think Happy Death Day was definitely like the most inventive and, and fun. I think, and um, moving on to fun, Prevenge, I just thought was so much fun. And Alice Lowe is a mad genius. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, just, I, I, I saw that one in a really weird screening at Venice Film Festival that was in a tiny room and it was just British film critics in there. So it's like, we've come all the way to Venice just asked to watch this. And yeah, I just remember chuckling and I think just chuckling a lot. And it was great because usually when you're in like a stuffy film festival atmosphere, maybe the laughs don't come as much, but everyone was kind of just laughing along and got it. So it was great. I say, I think one of my the, the experience I've enjoyed most watching a horror movie this year was at, um, Mayhem watching Dead Shack, which uh, does hasn't come out yet either. But that was definitely one where just everyone was having a brilliant time, and there was just so much laughter and sort of just enjoyment. It was actually really nice to just sort of watch a horror like a horror movie that just had such a like every, everyone was into it and involved, and it was just like yeah, yeah this is awesome. It's a Canadian horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Canadian horror movie about um, a bunch of teenage kids, uh, three teenage kids who have to kind of band together to rescue their drunk dad from uh, oblivion. From, yeah, <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really foul mouthed, but really sweet as well, and it's gory. It's just so much fun. It is really sweet. Like when, like something's revealed towards the end, I was like, aww. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and actually the kind of horror element of it is kind of yeah it's really gross mm. and well done i guess double date had some of that as well i was thinking of things that i'd really enjoyed watching with a crowd and that was yeah like when i watched it on a screener it was kind of i liked it but didn't love it and then i watched it um at mayhem as well with with the crowd and just it was a completely different experience i had like a really great time with it yeah i feel like virtually every film ever benefits from being watched at the cinema with a crowd but definitely that kind of like fun horror film that's got jumps but that's got bits that you laugh at and has that real thing where you just want to watch it with people what else is on your list sarah Uh, well jigsaw i guess and colossal the only ones we haven't talked about but jigsaw i liked because i thought it was a much more fitting sequel than saw 3d and we we did a whole episode on it so i guess i shouldn't go too much Mm. into jigsaw but but I really, really enjoyed that one. And obviously we talked a lot about Colossal as well, but I, I still think about that a lot and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that's, that was fantastic. And like, yeah, so clever and just nimble and how it kind of shifted gears. It was so well done and very well acted. We didn't really talk that much about Limehouse Gollum, did we? Or did, did we cover that? I still oh. haven't seen it. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> it's on my list I've got yeah. I've even got like a short list of like 2017 horror films I haven't seen yet but really need to well, so what else is on your list um, 47 metres down okay. uh, better watch out obviously the eyes of my mother um, marrowbone and the lure the mermaid one which yes. I'm very much looking forward to which reminds me uh, we had lots of people answering our questions didn't we on Twitter yes about uh, what their favourite movie of 2017 was and a lot of people said The Lure and I've been watching clips from it and I'm like 
even from watching the clips, I'm like, it's my favourite movie of 2017. Ah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and watch it before we recorded this episode, but haven't had a chance to, but we, we need to see it soon. I think we had like a cure for wellness came up a couple of times. It came up a couple of <gasps> times as well. It? Who are they? Sarah. Sarah. It? <laughs> People Sarah. like it, Sarah. It's a very popular movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I feel like I kind of, I keep, yeah. I had a really good time with it. I just had some problems with it and it wasn't as scary as yeah, I wanted like, it to be. It's, it's fine, Sarah. <laughs> it's fine. It's but fine, I, but like, I totally best. You, but, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't just... want to put anyone else down for enjoying Wish Upon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. I mean, Ryan Felipe does have an amazing saxophone scene in Wish Upon, but that's basically the only thing I can remember It's got that amazing Final destination bit where you're not sure who the next person to die is going to be, but like multiple characters are in very dangerous situations that can easily spiral out of control and cause their death, and I really, really love that sequence. Plus it ends really well. It does, yeah. Yeah, no, I think maybe I was just in a bad mood, but I, I, I did laugh a lot, like I, I cackled through it, but... Um... It just very much had that kind of Final Destination vibe for me, and yeah I'm primed to enjoy anything like that that's fair enough we had um, The Void came up a couple of times oh I forgot yeah. The Void was this year actually yeah I really enjoyed that I, I went to a press screening of that and was so happy I saw that the cinema just loved it like, yeah sound, for sure yeah. the sound design in it is great it is just super atmospheric as well yeah I love that one I don't know why it isn't on my list uh- <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, straight up fucking monsters <laughs> Oh, and um, the Transfiguration came up about three or four times as people's favourites, um, which I don't think we talked about on this podcast, we but did. I finally watched it last we night. We did talk about it. <laughs> we did talk we about, about it. it at well, I, I evidently didn't because I hadn't seen it, so I must have just blanked it. I wasn't listening. <laughs> just had a little nap in the middle of the episode. <laughs> I remember it now. I wasn't sleeping. Put in earbuds at that point. <laughs> I occasionally have a little nap in the podcast. <laughs> we just edit out the snoring, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on, Jonathan, because we haven't heard your opinion on it. What did you think? I I liked it. I think I looked at your review again and I looked at Sarah's review on Letterboxd. I think I, I agree that like it's interesting and I kind of like what it's trying. And there are moments, I think, that really work, but I'm not sure it all holds together. Yeah, that that's yeah that's what i think <laughs> yeah like I, I kind of i get why people really like it but i i kind of wish that i'd liked it more yeah but i thought the little boy was really good um the boy playing milo played the blank slate sorry yeah but that's kind of what it, the character is okay which is the problem with the film yeah. i guess but i do i like it it's fine but yeah i mean sorry just scrolling through the answers to our tweet and we just got so many it's cool that it comes at night. Got um, a couple of like, shout-outs. I really like that. That was like I was on edge for the whole of that movie. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did. I don't think we talked about Killing a Sacred Deer, but I think that's definitely one of my favourite films of the year, kind of an any genre. I think I was really, really impressed by that. I thought it was so well done and uh, really unnerving and strange and funny. Barry Keogh is amazing in it. Yes, he's got the best spaghetti eating scene mm-hmm. as well. He's amazing. I re- like I remember when I saw saw it being blown away. So yeah, it's really weird talking to you guys and not talking about a film that's coming out next year that we'll have to record an episode on. But I think that maybe we shouldn't 
talk about it too much now because no one else will have seen it, uh, which is obviously The Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be my film of the year, I think. Probably, yeah, so I could. we've all actually seen it, but we're still. it's going to be the looking forward to tw- in 2018 <laughs> because it's out, in, it's out in America now. Um, but it's not coming out in the UK till February. Which is so annoying because, yeah, everyone else in America gets to put it on their end-of-year lists and we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is just like a, a masterpiece. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, other films that I'm looking forward to in 2018. Actually, Slice uh, was on my list of most anticipated last year because it's supposed to be coming out this year. Um, and... It stars Chance the Rapper as a pizza delivery guy, and it sounds like a werewolf bee horror movie. Uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And A24 are releasing that, so I'm assuming it'll get some sort of release in the UK. Winchester. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to yeah. that. There's, I'm not sure if Fast Colour falls into horror, because obviously it's not out yet, but... It's about a woman with supernatural powers who's forced on the run and returns to her family to hide out. It stars Gugu and Batha Raw. And yeah, it sounds pretty good. There's a, Karen Kasama's obviously got a new one out Ooh. called Destroyer. I didn't know that was that was that close to release. That's exciting. It's just... It, I think it's a cop movie, isn't it? It's it's, a... Well, it says cop movie haunted by something. So I don't know what's right. going to happen. It better not be like the past. <laughs> this is haunted by the ghost of a cheese sandwich. Um, I think it definitely like. I think it's definitely got horror elements from yeah. what I can tell. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, there's lots of um, confronting of demons, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, but I've been tricked by that before on my magazine, and yeah, the, the sort of the sneaky sort of like, are they haunted by demons? It's sort of like. Is it like grief yeah, or something? Yeah, we don't want or... bad memories. We want literal, actual demons, please. Yeah, we want spectres. Yeah. Um, so we've got the adaptation of Sarah Waters' Little, Little Stranger by Lenny Ebrison. Ooh. That's summer 2018. But yeah, it's one of my favourite of Sarah Waters. Actually, I love all her books, so just excited for that. And Jonathan, you mentioned there's an Unfriended 2. Yes, which they, uh, I think they were filming in secret and kind of got announced quite recently. Oh, okay. Do we know anything more about it? Literally nothing, I think. But Yeah, I think it's just more more. Yeah, I think I'm excited about that. I hope that it's just going to be kind of a sequel in spirit in that it'll just be like another computer-related horror. rather Because like, nobody survived the first one, did they? So it couldn't be a straight no. sequel. Um, but there's a lot you can do with that, I think. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be the same conceit. I mean, I guess it would have to be. Otherwise, why would you make it an unfriended movie? Yeah. But I don't know if that would work again. It, I mean, I'm lying. I would definitely watch it and probably enjoy it again. So <laughs> and the Cloverfield, the new Cloverfield God Particle, is that actually a horror? Or I don't think anybody knows, do they? It's difficult to tell with that film because there was like a, a plot description for when it was God Particle, but then they kind of removed everything. But it sounds basically like the plot of life, oh. the one Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds, where they're on the International Space Station I'm and in. there's a parasite and shit yeah. kicks off. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately in for that. Um, yeah, I'm in because it's Cloverfield, but I don't know how I feel about anything that resembles life. 
There's one as well, like coming out in October called Overlord that is a uh, bad robot produ- produced with um, Wyatt Russell, and it it's set during World War Two, and it's American paratroopers land in I think France or Germany and find Nazis doing sinister stuff, and everyone assumes because it's bad robot that oh, okay. it'll be a clever film as well. Also, so I crossed. know a lot of people uh, like Train to Busan, uh, so he's got a new one coming out called Psychokinesis. Again, about superpowers, so I don't know what genre it falls into, but people seem to like that, liked his work, so thought I'd mention it. I'm really excited about Possum, the Matthew Holness one, Yeah. Uh, with Sean Harris, that looks awesome. I saw like a little clip of Frightfest, and it was really, really creepy, that's a good puppet, and he said that it's like pure horror, it's not like comedy okay, remotely at saying. all. And Ghost Stories, which I missed at LFF, but I'm very, very excited about, that looks yeah. awesome. I'm violently unexcited about that, but <laughs> Viol- like Violent. like wow. anti like the opposite of excited. Like I just want it to get away from me. <laughs> but, um, that's because I didn't. I I really didn't like the play. So. I haven't seen the play, so yeah, I'm coming purely off the the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it probably it probably will be like the play was really well staged. I thought the staging was great. I just really didn't like um the fact they didn't have any women in it unless they were naked or disembodied in some way um and when they released like like four character posters that were all men i was Mm. like "Hmm, i see nothing has changed but you never know yeah uh what else we got we've got the um blumhouse ones Mm -hmm. we've got insidious the last key coming out in january yes indeed what else is there obviously um there's the new halloween at halloween I that's definitely on my list. I'm so excited for Halloween. It's just oh yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait. So excited. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. That is cool. Uh, I think there might be another Purge movie next year at some point. I'm not sure. There seems to be like a one floating around. What else we got? We got the Nun, obviously. Corin Hardy, lovely Corin Hardy. Yeah, just about the Nun. It just I, I can't see how they can go too far <laughs> wrong with it if it's just that kind of the template, but in a creepy nunnery in Eastern Europe with. A bunch of scary nuns. That's just going to be. I hope it's good. I mean, I, I like. Yeah, I, I trust him, but I was, as we know, not a fan of Annabelle creation. So uh, we'll see. Um, there is. I noticed on the schedule there is something that is currently listed as untitled New Line horror movie uh, for September, and also rumours of another Nightmare on Elm Street oh. reboot. So I wonder if that's what that is. Hmm. That would be interesting. I feel like with, with it doing so well, like Elm Street's got to come back at some point. It's just such an easy sort of I connect guess. between I those two. I don't know, two. I just sort of think, just leave it alone now. Like, Yeah, and then there seems to be another, possibly another <laughs> Friday the 13th mooted. There's supposedly another Grudge remake in the works, but like, no one needs any more Grudge movies. Oh, it's the guy who like, did Ice My Mother's doing it, isn't he? Yeah, but then, but then just let him just let him make a ghost movie. I mean, that did make me think, oh, okay, maybe. Why make it a Grudge movie? There, There's so many Grudge movies and the same stories. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they've already rebooted it, so I guess twice. There's three different versions of it. Like, that is enough. And you can't beat uh, Salako versus Kayako. That's just the pinnacle now. <laughs> You can't beat that song. What's mm, a sequel to that? that? Surely there should be a sequel to that. Do you know what? I've watched that film and I don't remember how it ends. They they merge together. They oh, become God. one super monster. <laughs> okay. I keep mi- uh, mixing it up with Sadako 3D, which I really didn't like. So, But yeah, I think after Rings, like we've proved that, that, that no one's interested in that. Just don't bother. Yeah, you can't put a girl in a long wig 
and sort of have a just be present to scare people it's just shit <laughs> yeah I'm, a, I'm sort of a bit disappointed that there don't seem at this point to be that many like completely new original horror movies next year like a lot of these are sequels or remakes or adaptations there's probably loads that we mm. just don't know about yet and we'll have time to get excited about yeah, yeah, they are very secretive about horror. Yeah, aren't they? There's um the Peter Strickland one, isn't there? Oh, uh, in fabric. Uh, yes. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, in fabric about the cursed dress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, down for that. <laughs> I am really keen for the Suspiria remake, which should hopefully finally come out next year. Yeah, maybe. That feels a bit like cursed. Like they keep saying there's going to be a Suspiria remake, and that there just isn't. They've shot it yeah, though. They definitely yeah, made yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. That just wonder what will happen to that. Oh, hey, you, you know what hasn't come out yet? Is um, <laughs> our favourite non-existent film, Amityville: The Awakening, which was supposed to be out, and I kept checking for it, and it didn't seem to be. I saw box office figures for it. What the fuck? Maybe it's just me. Apparently, you can. I think you can watch it on the internet yeah. in America, but yeah. the fact that no one's talked about it suggests that it's actually one of those cursed tapes. It's not a film, and is actually just killing the people who watch it. Uh, maybe that's it. Well, maybe I'll stop looking then. Mm. In that case, I think it made like <laughs> seven hundred bucks at the cinema or something. Oh yeah, because in America they uh, so allegedly in America it was on Google Play for free, and then like a week later it was in cinemas. So no surprise that it didn't make a lot of money. But it was supposed to be on Google Play in the UK, I think, and I, I keep like looking and no it's not i still don't know anyone who's seen it so i'm not convinced that it's real i think a lot of this is easily fabricated <laughs> like you could make all this up and make some fake reviews it's just and, a, yeah. yeah a massive elaborate hoax like did you see that guy on vice this week who made up a restaurant in his garden it feels like <laughs> amityville the awakening might just be that like it doesn't really exist he's just got someone to write some it's fake not reviews. a real film it's not a real film <laughs> I look forward to being proved wrong and not having to watch it. But. <laughs> we're just going to have to record an episode that's like, we're sorry we were wrong, but also likely, <laughs> like the, the episode will also likely just be like, yeah, also it sucks. That's why everyone kept hiding it from us for so long. Yeah, but that's the, that's the most boring possible explanation. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it's been like at least a year since, since we decided it wasn't a I real know, film. I know, literally was last year we were like, hey, this film doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Either that or, like, someone's knocked it down the back of their desk and they can't get it out. Uh, <laughs> you'll see, uh, you'll get your uh, secret Santa presents and that's what it'll be. <laughs> it's like a USB drive yeah, with Amazon like, Awakening guys gave me like an unmarked tape and went watch this i think i'd be too scared i'd be like i didn't trust you i've seen the films i'm not doing it you'll regret it sir <laughs> will i <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh in conclusion the best film the best horror film of 2017 was get out and uh, it was not amateurville the awakening which doesn't exist and therefore cannot be the best anything and the film we're most excited for in 2018 we've all already seen which is kind of kind of sad which is kind of great it is great because we've got something to look forward to in february when it comes out and we can see it again yeah. but yeah i'm really excited <laughs> about seeing it again because obviously when you first go in you're like oh, there's so much anticipation now we know we love it we can like pick up on all his little details and start the 
things we love about the shape of water. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I definitely need to see it again. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't wait to see it again. It's just such a beautiful film. Mm. I just sort of, I've been writing about it um, for the magazine and just like, watching little clips and interviews and stuff and just like, oh God, it's so good. Like, I can see why he's saying it's his favourite film that he's made. It's really, it's got a real Pan's Labyrinth vibe. It had that very, there were certain things in it that were really Pan's Labyrinthy, and yeah, I think that one's very personal to him as well, so that's nice. The film I very quickly wanted to mention, just, it was very nearly my top five, and I couldn't quite justify it, but just the, the horror film that just, I think, surprised me most, just for sheer sort of batshit, crazy banana madness, is Tag by Sly and Sono that I saw at Mayhem and it's out on DVD and Blu-ray now and it's a Japanese film that starts with the most outrageous sort of shocking like ridiculous series of events and then it just kind of maintains this level of lunacy and kind of incomprehensibility for about 80 minutes and it's just it doesn't but it sort of peaks out a bit towards the end but just as it's like a sheer like what the fuck is going on but I kind of I'm fully invested and love it it's just, it was magical. It's like a weird combination of like shoegazing sort of Gregor Aki teen movie and just completely outrageous, bizarre horror. And I highly recommend it. Oh, think, talking about complete lunacy, have you seen November? The Estonian? I have. The Estonian one, horror. Yeah, that is, that is mad. That is just what's <laughs> happening in this film. Uh, yeah, I'd <laughs> recommend that as well. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, as Sarah was saying, in conclusion, <laughs> the best film of the year is Get Out. <laughs> oh, that I feel that feels like we're going. Oh, it's so obvious. It's such an obvious, easy choice, and then we've just made it. But that it just is the best. Okay, uh, I guess that's it for another episode. We will be back in 2018, or possibly before. At some point in the near future, we'll probably record another episode. Uh, in the meantime, please um, rate us on iTunes or SoundCloud or, you know, like us, leave us reviews, all that good stuff. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at RunesCasting. Or you can send us an email if you feel inspired. We are Casting the Runes Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>